Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where we teach you how to create good problems. Sounds like a good problem to have. Hi, that's, that's <laughs> what you're saying. That's, that's what it's all about, baby. So, Shane, I want to dive right into something. Yeah. You've previously discussed on the podcast how you do not watch TV. I it's do not, not. It's not of your nature. You got better things to do, man. You're a busy man. Education over entertainment. Yeah. Ah. Anyways, I walked in here recording at the, the new and improved studio today. Mm-hmm. And you were watching TV. Yes. You were further ahead in a show <laughs> that I myself am watching. I, okay, I can confess. I I, I fucked up. <laughs> I started like a, such a binge-worthy show called Arcane. And it was only because I used to play League. And I'll tell you the whole backstory. I went to two concerts. Like, no spoilers, though. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I promise I won't. I went to two concerts this like last weekend and then this weekend. I gotta tell you about that. Yeah. So let's hear it. So one of the concerts you went to two weeks ago. Zed's dead. Yeah. Yeah. You had that. You had your snap story of like right up against the. Um, you were like in the crowd and there was like the big banner up front at the stage. It was like orange and red. Yeah, it said Dead Beats. Yeah. So you had that Snapchat story, and the guy from my work had the exact same Snapchat story. And when I was like comparing perspectives, yeah. you guys were like fifteen feet apart. No way! Yeah, Are yeah. You serious? I was, I was gonna message him when I like when I saw the story, but it was like yeah. two hours ago. I was gonna message him and be like, "Yo, turn around. Shane is right there." <laughs> and I was gonna say the same, same thing to you and be like, "Yo, right in front of you." Yeah, <laughs> there's Austin, sick. the one that we had. The one. That oh was on the podcast. no way! It would have been that Austin. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, "Yo, bro, like if you turned around." Shane would have been right there. He's Whoa. like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if what, I would have recognized. I was, was like, he in the box seats? Did he have like the 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 box seats up up view? No clue. Okay, but you, like the perspective from your Snapchat stories were like yeah. fifteen feet apart. Whoa, because I snuck into like the the VIP like box area. Of course, you don't did. don't ask. <laughs> No, because my girl's like, I'm gonna go use the washroom, and I'm I like, still get people who are like, did Shane actually just hop the line at that at Escapade? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just something Shane would do. <laughs> yeah, this girl I went with was like, I'm gonna go use the washroom, and I'm like, okay, and so I'm like waiting outside, and right behind it in Drake's new club, it's like History, is what yeah. it's called. You see like this line with two fucking mean looking bouncers. I'm talking shaved heads. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, like these guys are intimidating, and then all these like girls and like these guys in like suits and shit are going up, and I'm wearing the tour shirt, so no one's asking any questions. I'm just on yeah. tour. And then so I sneak right up to the box seats, go to like the fucking nicest area, just take a quick snap. I'm looking around and I'm like, I cannot dance up here. <laughs> like, everyone's like sitting there like casually, like sipping on their drinks and shit. I'm like, bro, this is not the vibe. I'm, I'm trying to go down in the fucking pit right now. I'm trying to get wild. So uh, I just, yeah, I left. Okay, so back to the backstory. Okay, so after that, we got an Airbnb. So we went... um this Airbnb I planned. This is the story that leads to you watching Arcane, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. after going to Zed's Dead, um, we went back to the Airbnb and we had a hot tub there and we were up to like 2.30 a.m. in the hot tub. Just I getting... can't wait to find out how this is going <laughs> to be watching Arcane. I was not sleeping. It was like 3.50 by the time I finally hit the pillow and uh, I had to get the fuck out of the Airbnb early. So I'm driving back, so tired. I get back and lay on the couch when I get home after dropping everyone off and shit. And I'm like, fuck, I can't go to sleep. It's like 1 p.m. or some shit. Like, who, who goes to sleep at 1 p.m.? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, but I, my body was like in such like a physical coma. I'm like, I could literally just move a remote. And I'm like, education over entertainment, education over entertainment. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't learn anything in this state. Like, I'm so sleep deprived. I just fucking drove and like no sleep at all. 
I'm like, oh, what do I got? So I hop on this guy's Netflix. It was, I don't even know whose Netflix is on my TV, by the way. But it's, I just got it on there. Yeah, and shout I, out to you, man. Thanks. His name is Sean. I, I, I don't fucking know who Sean is, but thanks, man. Um, and it said Arcane, like top 10 Netflix. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it looks like a new anime. And like, yeah. I personally think animes from like 2002, like the old Ghibli studio, studio ones. I'm like, that was so well done. Holy shit. But I'm like, yeah. yo, if you fast forward 20 years in the future... I wonder how the animes look nowadays. And I'm like, oh shit, it's a League of Legends one. Like, yeah. I used to game League. This, yeah. Bro, fucking seven, eight episodes in like a couple hours, bro. I watch all of them. I'm like, oh what am I doing God. with my life, bro? I was so sleep deprived, though. I, I had no willpower at all. Do you know what I found out about uh, Arcane Season 1? Do you know how long it took him to make it? How long? Six years. But they're dropping new episodes every week. <laughs> <laughs> are they doing that? They're churning them oh, out. Oh, come on. They're already already made. They're just dropping them all separately. Yeah, they are very well done, though. Yeah, because season two got confirmed. Everyone's like, oh, I wonder how long it's going to be for that. And it was like, oh, I don't know. It took them six years to make the first one. Whoa. I hope it's not long. Yeah, I think if you have like, a good sound system, too, it makes it. Like, I wear like, noise-canceling headphones half the time. or just get, like, the, the yeah. sound bar on the other half of the time. And fuck. The, they have music that's made for that. Like, I know, too, I it, know. It sounds so, it's like, Imagine Dragons made music for that. Oh, was so, it Imagine Dragons? Yeah, yeah. It sounds oh, so weird sick. to say that Imagine Dragons made music for League of Legends. Yeah, but they've done it before, I'm pretty sure, too. Like, yeah. Back in the old, like, tournament days. It's not a totally uncommon. It just sounds weird to put those two and two together. Yeah. How would you describe Arcane to, to someone who wouldn't understand? I don't even know. I was like, it's like a neon punk anime about a video game. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Because they have like that punk style, like yeah, beat yeah. em up shit, you know what I mean? But then it's like neon, like flashing lights, like epileptic seizure warning. Like, yo, this is this is pretty lit. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I did learn also um how to get lit while sober, which is like too You've talked about this so many times. To like go on like a huge run, have a cold shower. No, I'm talking at a concert. Oh, okay. When you're literally here, I got a little wristband for you. Wow. Is this what's gonna get me lit? What's this laced with? It says sober. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a little friend friendship. People are gonna think I'm an alcoholic if I wear this, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a bracelet you'd see on a hippie. Are you gonna let me keep this? No, I'm going to need it for my next festival. I want you to see it, though. Damn. I was going to say, I'm, I'll wear it. It's like, I'll wear it constantly, and I'll and I'll tell you exactly when the first person notices it and asks me if I'm alcoholic. Okay, we, you can wear it until then, but then you got to give it back. Okay, so basically I, until we until the next recording. Yeah, I just... <laughs> basically <laughs> until tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm literally going to go to work tomorrow. They're going to see this, and they're going to be like... You fucking loser, man. Yeah. You're not an alcoholic. Why are you wearing that? I was going to be like, oh, I'll just take it off and be like, oh, this was a fun experiment. <laughs> yeah, because I happen to be DD a lot and I actually don't mind. And I was thinking of that. Like, how can I be so fucking lit while sober? And I actually have like a step-by-step method. Yeah. Of how to have an awesome time while completely sober. Because I'm DD so often. I just volunteer myself. Like, it's completely my own doing. When I was in <laughs> high school, we just entice our friends to fight each other. Whoa, what? That's yeah. a thing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Caleb. 
got a black eye one time. No way. So they were drunk. I and instigated then... that so much because I was the DD that night. <laughs> Master manipulator. I was the DD that night. This sounds so bad. This was so long ago. Oh, no. So I was a DD that night. And for whatever reason, Caleb would just not let up on me. The guy was just literally like just throwing ev- haymakers and Hail Marys making fun of me. And then he was doing it to everyone else, too. And then finally someone said something and they were like, listen, man. You're cool and all, but if you keep talking shit like this, I'm going to hit you right there. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, all right, I'll stop. Cause I don't want to kick your ass. No. And then I like stood up immediately. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Pitched them against each other. And I was just, it just immediately got socked in the face. Then they fought a little bit after, but it was like all in good sport. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I broke a drunk person's hand once on St. Paddy's Day by accident. But it was like a, it was like an accidental manipulation that I didn't even mean to do. I was super innocent. Yeah. I was literally just driving on the road of West Brant with my buddy's car. And I see my friend like walking down. He was clearly drunk. And I'm like, hey, Josh, what's good, bro? And this guy like literally dives in the back window. I'm like, oh, he's coming with us now. <laughs> he was fucked. So we get his friends in the car. And we, we were all young. Like we didn't give a shit, right? It's yeah. like, all right, let's go down on the river. So we got on the river and he's like reading the sign or something like that as a drunk person attempts to do. And he's like looking at it. He just looks visibly frustrated. And he's like kicks it or something. And I'm like, yeah. You fucked up that sign. And he's like, he turns around because he's walking away from it. And he literally fucking sprints at it. And this is like a thick, like, oak sign. Like, <laughs> it must have been like six, seven inches thick. And this guy, like, jumps up and just Superman punches it. And then the next day, I got a snap of an x ray, and his, like, entire hand was fucking shattered. Oh, my and I'm God. Like, what a goon. And, and I'm like, I kind of feel like I did that because I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, you fuck you up that sign, it. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like, I don't know if he remembers that event, but I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, bro, damn. I know, it's a permanent injury. My bad. I'm still looking at this bracelet. Kind of dig it, honestly. Yeah, it shows that you're a responsible adult. Do you want to know the step-by-step process? Of how to make a bracelet? Or how, no. yeah, how to be sober. Yeah, how to, I forgot how, that's what you're talking about. Not how to okay. be sober. Okay, well, kind of how to be sober. How to be lit while sober. Okay, okay, okay. Because the first thing is you got to actually commit to being DD. So, like, for me, that's, this like... Is part of your alpha virtues? We're going to get into those later, Oh, yeah, we got to finish them off. This is, yeah. a, this is a quick tip, extra uh, side virtue on how to get lit while sober. So, you got to actually commit to being sober. Because there's so many people who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not drinking anything. And then their buddy's like, hey, man, you're not having a good time. Just your drinks on me. And it's like, all right. But no, 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 yeah. no fuck you know, when you show up to the you know, When you show up to the club and your buddy who's DD immediately starts taking shots and you're like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is a problem. No, but for me, I had like not a good problem. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, not a good problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're all about good problems. We're all about creating good problems. Yeah. So to create a good a good problem, I guess would be for me having like four other people in the car, and I'm the driver. So like full car, I'm not gonna fucking kill these people. So I gotta make sure that I'm like a responsible DD, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna be that guy who immediately takes shot at the bar. So like. <laughs> If you're driving by yourself, though, and some people are like, oh, I don't give a fuck if I kill mine. It's like, no, don't be an idiot, right? Yeah. Like, if you have other people on the line, you don't want to risk their lives. So have like... I um, feel personally attacked in some way. Yeah, don't be I drive like there. a... No, I don't drink and drive, but I yeah. say I drive like a goon sometimes. Okay. Well, yeah, same. <laughs> Especially when it's late, though, because then like... It's, you well, something about driving like... Like something about driving late at night. Yeah. It's just such like... It's like... So surreal sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. driving like late late last night from London, and it's just like, how late? 
Like midnight one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not it too was bad. like twelve thirty. I'm not. I'm not like two three a.m. like you. But it's like last night. It's just like surreal. Like you're just going down the highway. There's literally nobody around. Yeah. You can only see what the lights are in front of you. I got the sunroof open and the moon is like full moon, like directly above me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just like you just like kind of transcend. Yeah. But then it sucks because like half the music on my Spotify playlist is sad. So I'm just like. <laughs> All right, shit. <laughs> I, I gotta show you some good music to drive to. Actually, you showed me some pretty good music to drive to before. Um, really, I'll think of one right now because everyone's wondering what good music does he drive to? Type in um, Strange Fruits on, and it's a playlist that's like community created. Oh my God, Strange Fruits is a bop. <laughs> if you're at the gym too, like, fuck, your heart rate's going up. You're just getting excited. I don't it, want my heart rate going up when I'm like yeah. just like cruising down the highway. Oh, bro, it puts a smile on your face and you're like literally dancing in the car. You can't not dance. It's like fucking like audible, like audible Molly. You just go crazy. Audible Molly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And speaking of which, okay, so this is the other thing. This is a uh, step two. When you get there and you confirm that you're going to be sober for the entire night, you just look around and you have like this internal joke with yourself. And this might sound cruel, but I promise you it's good intentions. You see all the drunk people doing, like, really dumb things, and you just fucking laugh at it. Like, I'm talking belly laugh at some of the dumb shit you see going (laughs) on in front of you. Because the thing is, you're actually, like, aware of it. Because when you're drunk with the rest of them, you don't really know what's going on. It's kind of a clusterfuck, right? Yeah. But when you're sober with all the drunk shit going on and, like, all everyone that's messed up, you see, like, drunk girls trying to take videos and their phones are literally, like, recording facing towards the floor as they, like, yeah. wave their arm around. And I'm like, you're gonna watch that video tomorrow and be like, what did I hit record doing? Like, what is this video? <laughs> and I literally, like, look at that shit and I belly laugh. And I'm having the best time watching these, like, people, these fucking drunken stupors happen in front of me. Bro, that just makes me, like, cringe internally. Yeah. Do you remember when we went cliff diving uh, last year, the year before, and it was, like, everybody there was drunk, but we were just, like, making those backwards videos, and then there was that guy that was, like, absolutely wasted, like, 20 palm bays deep. Whoa. And then he, do you remember when he lined up and dived? Maybe this was with Cody and not with you. Bro, I didn't go on your cliff diving experience. Yeah, we, we made the videos backwards of us jumping out of the water. Oh, no, I do remember that. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about your bungee jumping experience. No, 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 when we went cliff diving. Yeah. In, uh, that, like Emerald Lake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that guy who was just absolutely wasted walking around, like, like basically harassing everybody. And everyone was, like, shoving around, like, we're like, get out of here. And everyone was, like, laughing at him. And then it was, like, he lines up to dive, but he did it on the road, not, like, into the water. And I, like, see him lining up as if he's going to run. And I was, like, no way. This guy's going to dive into the water. And he, like, runs down and belly flops straight into the road. it's just like the gravel like road that everyone goes to park on not like asphalt but this guy like full ran and dove shirtless into the ground and everyone like everybody there was just absolutely like belly laughing at this guy and he just gets just gets up tanks the hit and just goes back to his car (laughs) yo that's wow i did not see that but But it was like i was watching the whole thing and i was like oh my god he's gonna do it and then sure enough the guy does it but it just makes me cringe internally i was like i don't want to watch people do this yeah oh my gosh that's crazy. I guess, okay, my last step here, um, after you realize that there's a lot of funny shit going on around you and just to laugh at it instead of being like, oh, they're having a better time than me. No, like <laughs> you're having a good time laughing at this shit. <laughs> In a cynical, but yeah, comedic. That almost funny sounds way. like uh, entertainment over education, Shane. 
Yeah, well, that's what you don't really go to the club to get edu- educated. <laughs> Ed- educated. Educated on how much worse it can be for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's another tip is like when you realize like people are literally dropping like $80 on four beers and they're walking like with a big smile on their face. Like, why? Why are you so happy about that? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When we, Brady and Jason, were going to all the pubs and stuff in uh, Montreal, we were happy walking out, spending like 130 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> trying Jesus all Christ. these drinks. It's so expensive. Well, that's why yeah. that's why we went though. Like it was yeah. like it was like a, it was a planned thing. We're not doing this every weekend. That's different for sure. If you're racking up like a four hundred dollar tab every weekend at a club, bro, you got bigger problems. Oh yeah, not good ones either. Oh for sure. <laughs> it's all about those good problems now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh man. Um, and I guess my last tip here is just. Control your breathing. So there, there is a big fucking thing about breathing here. There's a I huge, knew it was going to come yeah, down to breathing. Because, okay. <laughs> when, when you started saying this, I was going to be like, okay, so is it going to be like the Wim Hof technique or is it going to be the technique similar. to get the cortisol running? Or? Yeah, okay. So mainly because you drink or do drugs to change your state of mind, to alter your perspective, your consciousness, yeah. all that jazz, right? But what if you could do that? Get yourself hype. By not doing that, by literally just controlling your breathing and your perspective on the situation. Yeah. So that's something that's crazy powerful because you can access it anytime for free with just your mind. Crazy. How do you do it? Well, the last club I went to, they were like pumping air and there's a giant fan above me. So that was a bit of a cheat code. <laughs> but I was literally like looking up and just going... <gasps> Just taking like the deep breath and like fucking boom, boom. I was pounding my chest like a gorilla and I just had so much adrenaline go through my body. I'm like, holy shit. And I did like three, four more breaths. And man, I was dancing like fucking no drunk person, bro. I was doing some crazy shit I wouldn't even do while I was on the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just by getting that oxygen and that cortisol going and I was more like configured too. Because I don't know if you ever tried dancing while drunk. You like know in the back of your head, like this yeah, probably looks terrible. like shit. Yeah, yeah, but like at least when I'm sober, I can hit like a nice shuffle. I got some footwork going, and people are actually looking at me for revive. Yeah, they're like, God damn, like this man's actually busting it down. And they're like looking at me, smiling, and like dapping me up. This one guy dapped me up. He, he was like kind of short and like pudgy with glasses on. He goes, Hey man, my name's Sean. And I'm like, Oh, no way. My the name's Netflix Sh- Sean. My name, no, not the <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, it might be. I don't fucking know whose it is, but he does, Hey, my name's Sean. I'm like, Oh, it's lit. And then, like, two seconds later, this other guy, he does the exact same thing. He daps him. He goes, hey, my name's Sean. And I'm like, yo, this guy's name's Sean. My name's Shane. He goes, no way. He turns around, gets his buddy. He goes, his name's Sean. And I'm like, I feel so small in this world. There's, like, three people (laughs) with, like, the same fucking name as me. Like, come on, man. Can I be a little bit more unique here? And then then some other guy who, so we were at, like, a, it was called Virtual Riot, which was, uh, like, EDM, like, super hardcore, like, headbanging shit yeah and you get some guy who literally walks in it looked like he just came from a country bar he had a mullet and a plaid jacket on and then this guy was going fucking hard bro but he literally looked like like some country singer and i'm like bro what are you doing like everyone here is dressed in like leather shit with like chains on and like tags on their hats and like blue hair and all that and then you literally get someone who looks like he was out of like fucking Top Gun or something like that with the plaid on. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, did you just come from Dirty Dog Saloon? He's like, no, man, I was just doing some renovations. So I closed I had, but like he was going fucking hard, bro. I'm like, I can't get one up by some guy who literally looks like he's out of like a 70s movie, bro. And so that also hyped me up too. Noticing that like when you're there, 
like, no one's watching you dance. No one gives a fuck. There's three yeah. people with the same name as you and another person who's going harder than you wearing fucking plaid. Yeah. So like you're in here sucking the air out of the fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people sometimes like think about it. that's why people get really fucked up is to get out of their own heads for a second so that they can just like quote unquote enjoy themselves or like express themselves without being all self-conscious. It right? sucks that people have to to go to that length to feel that way. Yeah, and that's exactly what it's all about. If you can. This is going to be a good transition to the alpha virtues. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> if you can get to point B from point A without doing like substances or like um, alcohol or anything like that, that's the ultimate fucking cheat code, eh? Yeah. Because I feel like I did that like years ago. What did you do years ago? Just I just learned how to have a good time without needing to be inebriated. Yeah. It's just it's just better. You, you like you remember it more. You have a good time. You don't mm-hmm. actually do anything stupid. You don't normally regret or feel like shit the next day. Mm-hmm. I much prefer to chase adrenaline or like some sort of like feel like basically cortisol essentially. Mm-hmm. Jumping off cranes, cliff jumping, doing stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I find it a lot more enjoyable. It's a lot more healthy. It's a lot more fulfilling. It creates a memory too, which is something you don't really do when you're on a drunken stupor. You kind of lose memories <laughs> exactly, that way. Exactly. So it's like so it's like I go jump off of a crane, right? Mm-hmm. That's embedded in my head forever. Yeah, but do I remember like every waking moment of when we were at the pubs drinking the entire time? Not mm, really. A little foggy. Yeah, a little foggy. Yeah. But which which one's sticking with me forever? Which one's tattooed on my leg? Yeah. Jumping like doing the thing that was cool. The sober experience. Exactly. I got a, I got it on my bracelet right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a sick bracelet. <laughs> oh man. Uh, could you hand me that paper, please, for the. We are on 11 out of 13, which means we're going to wrap it up today. Get excited. Nice. This one, I was reading it after, and I'm like, fuck, I stole this straight from Jordan B. Peterson. But it's such a good rule for life, I couldn't not. Yeah. It's posture. And this is actually a little, like, funny segue from this, but I feel like who you hang around actually dictates your posture. And I'll give you an example. So this girl I started hanging around, like, her posture originally was, like, really bad. Like, she kind of, like, slouched over with, like, her head out, and I'm like, uh... That's not really attractive, but then we started like hanging out more, and I literally noticed like, like a month and a half later, her posture is like more upright, and I'm like, is it because you're hanging around me? Your posture is different. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, I think it might be. You know what I mean? I'm gonna text Haley right now and be like, I got shit posture. I'm gonna text her right now and be like, do you think my posture is better? <laughs> yeah. Just like tell her to notice your posture next time you're hanging out, but it only helps if she has good posture. I think she's got good posture. Yeah, I think that's something you notice right away because it shows confidence in someone. You know what I, I look, mean? I don't look that confident. I'm not saying you don't look confident, but no. if you put your shoulders back and your chest out, you're going to look a little bit more confident than you already do. Do you think my posture is better? Why? Shane's on a new binge. Just answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically it'll just let the internal and external world know you're alpha. Because by putting your shoulders back and your chest out, you do take in more air. So yeah. it's like you're opening up your body and the more air you have, obviously, the better off you're going to be. I find sometimes, I know it's going to sound stupid. Sometimes I just stop breathing. Hmm. We'll be like, we'll be like sitting on the couch, like cuddling or whatever. And then I'll be like, she'll be like, did you stop breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Are you holding your breath? And then I'm just like, <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Honestly, I've I've pissed off girls like that before. If I'm ever in bed and I was like taking like these deep breaths, and then if you do two more breathing and you do like those breaths, 
you over oxygenate your oxygenate your you over oxygenate yourself to the point where you don't actually require air for a very long time. Yeah. So like I'm talking like two minutes. Yeah. And so I'm like taking these nice big breaths and they're like cuddling up against me. So they feel every single deep breath I'm taking. Yeah. And all of a sudden for like two minutes after that, there's, there's nothing. There's literally not a breath. And but then like, when you get like, back onto it, they notice when they get back onto it. <laughs> yeah. When you, cause all of a sudden you're just like sitting there. Right. <laughs> and then you're just like, <laughs> two minutes later. Can you fuck off Steven? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're pulling out the cl- You're pulling out the timer. <laughs> nice. Oh man, that's so funny. <laughs> Checking your pulse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, is he good? <laughs> no, it's like I'm trying to like decrease my resting heart rate. I think I have a very high resting heart rate, which oh. probably is key to some other issue. Yeah. Do you find that? Do you run cold chain? Very run. man. My hands are literally like purple earlier. Yeah. Every time we record, you always got. You're always wearing something. You're always putting something on. Yeah. I feel like I run cold too, which is not as cold as you'd always have to be covered, but. Yeah. When, uh, if I'm like walking outside or anything, like when it's like brisk, like it is now, like five degrees, mm-hmm. like I'll be warm, but like my extremities will literally be freezing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be fine, but like I'll go to like text and like my fingers are like barely moving, but like, yeah. but like I feel fine. That's it. It's like the digits get really cold, but like my, um, internal, so you know what that is? It's brown fat. It's where your fat, you know, white fat just like literally blubber. Yeah. If you mix mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell <laughs> with, my, with your fat, it actually turns, um, it into like a block heater. And it's mainly around your collarbones and like behind your, um, like just under the back of your neck. Yeah. You find it a lot in babies, but if you put like a thermal imaging camera on them, you see those areas like glowing hot. You're like, what the fuck is that? And if you're outside during the day, that's actually the areas you'll notice get warmed up first. That brown fat deposit. Yeah. So that's why your core is generally hotter than your extremities. Oh yeah. Because it's just got a lot more stuff. Unless your body's trying to cool down, then it'll actually push, um, blood to the extremities because think of like a heater block or um like a cpu cooler fan you know how it has yeah. like fins on it yeah the extremities got a lot more surface area to shed yeah in. it's the farthest point so on the top of your head and in the tips of your fingers and toes get hot if your body's trying to cool down yeah interesting it's interesting to think that in terms of like a heat scale humans irradiate heat to a small degree yeah that's interesting we're shedding heat yeah, we're also generating heat, like those little heater blocks in the brown fat. That's cool too, yeah, man. Just yeah. thinking about it, eh? That's that's why it's like it's like you know you'd be like sleeping in bed alone, everything's fine. And then the moment you put somebody else in your bed, you're like, <sighs> mad. <It's hot. laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get on to rule number twelve. Alphas love their community. The number one predictor of happiness is a good marriage. I believe it's the same to do with people you hang around most so are we are we on the uh the same page about marriage what is that in terms of just like i think it's rather stupid to pay a bunch of money for a government contract to say i love you and i know yeah. that you could elope you could just get engaged and do all those things yeah but in the terms of like the actual celebratory factor of it uh that's a no from me dog yeah i feel like it goes back to like a lot of like religious um like old religious uh like context i wouldn't even say that i think it's literally just shrouded in social construct Mm-hmm. The whole buying a ring, it's got to be expensive. You got to do this, you got to do that. You got to have these vows, you got to bring all these people. Like, it's yeah, especially like the legalities now and like the money is involved and I shit. Know. It's just so, so it's, greasy. It's so much more of a hassle than it seems, especially with the amount of like our divorce rates are mm-hmm. so high among our mm-hmm. generation. That being said, though, so if you look at like the number one predictor of happiness across the board, it's not going to be someone's diet or their like water intake or anything like that. It's not going to be anything like stupid 
their number one predictor of happiness is a good marriage. But like I said, if you don't believe in marriage, yeah. I think the, f- the same is true with the people you hang around most. So if all the people you hang around most are super toxic, that's not going to be a very good predictor of happiness. But if everyone you hang around most is like happy and positive and upbeat, looking at the glass half full, you're like, okay, that's a good predictor of happiness, right? Yeah. That's, so this is why I say love your community is like number one predictor of happiness is loving your community. And the people you surround yourself most should ruminate and romanticize with the alpha virtues. So it's like bringing out the best version of you so you don't despise them. Do you understand? Like bring out the best version of the people around you? Yeah. So like I'll give you an example. So if I were like the same Shane here, but instead of all these good behaviors, I'm like, yeah, man, I was down and out. I went to the casino and I just changed my life. It made me so much better. It's like, yeah, okay, so we go. But then every time we hang out, we just go to the casino and you see your bank account dwindling. You're like, yeah. fuck, like I really shouldn't like, be yeah, hanging bro. out with this, yeah, guy. Stop with this guy. You liked it, but then you also despise me for it. So it's like, no, fuck that. If you want a good predictor of happiness, have people that you actually look up to yeah. around you. So they pull you in the right direction instead of pulling you in the wrong direction where you like hanging out with the person, but you secretly despise them because they're actually pulling you like in a negative direction. Yeah, I, I usually just drop people around me that turn out to be anchors. Mm-hmm. Like pretty quickly. If you're an anchor to me, I don't give you the time of day. Wow. It's like, it's like, especially like out of high school too, because like high, high school is like usually, high school, college is when you'll start. No, I wouldn't say college. I say definitely high school. High school is when you make all the friends that you like don't need. Yeah. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> it's almost like a prison gang. You know what I mean? Like you're like making allies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know and it, and it's, not, it's not until you leave high school and everyone starts to like follow their path. Do you start to like see, bro, this, this dude's going nowhere. Mm. And it's like, you, if you can't help that, that guy's just going to bring you down. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you try, like, you, like, obviously you make an effort at first, but mm-hmm. if the only thing they're, if the only thing they are is just a negative connotation in your life, you can't, you can't give that guy any effort. Exactly. Cause then you're feeding into like a black hole essentially. Exactly. Like, like there's a time where you need to help and there's a time where you need to walk away. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people have a hard time walking away cause there's like an emotional signature from the past that's associated with it. Like, yeah. oh, but we had that good time back then. But it's like, yeah, well love the memory, but Listen, if you Leave base if you base your entire life on what happened in the past, you'll never have a fruitful future. Go deeper on that. It's like you you always think about what worked out in the past. So if you always just lived like this closeted lifestyle, you're always going to live a closeted lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But if you're just always if you're trying to start new things, new endeavors and you're always worried about, well, you know, this never worked in the past, why would it work now? Mm-hmm. You're that's that's your fear killing your dreams. Mm-hmm. You have to be, you have to like look forward. You have to be proactive. You have to try to be a better person. You're not going to do that basing everything on the past. Mm-hmm. I feel like you won't grow if you just keep your mind in the past. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, oh, like, this worked in the past. I'm like, do this forever. But then you see businesses fail because they never change. Exactly. There's a lot to learn from history, but you can't, you can't predict the future with it. Mm-hmm. You got to live your own life. Mm-hmm. Speaking of how you can predict the future with history, check out our next podcast episode where we go over the laws of human nature, how millions of years of evolution shaped us so you can win every social situation. Did we talk about the Uncanny Valley? No, what's that? So the Uncanny Valley is that we have evolved to be afraid of things that look like humans. Oh, aren't. I think we talked about this as like a teddy bear with like a person's face on it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A teddy bear with teeth. 
Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And wow. there was, so the original render of Shrek, mm. of Shrek 1, had a like this oddly hyper-realistic version of Fiona. Whoa. And it was so disturbing that kids would literally like cry to watch it. What the hell? Yeah, because it's a monster. It, it, yeah, it just looked weird. It, it was uncomfortable. And like you can look up pictures of it and it's just uncomfortable and they had to like redo the animation for the entire thing and make her like how she looked like now. Jeez. So it's like weird to think at what point in our evolution did we evolve to be scared of things that look like humans but aren't? You're asking like why that's part of our evolutionary code? Yeah. Why is that just inherently make all of us uncomfortable? It's not just like it's it's you know, it's not really like it's shared with everyone. I think I it's say. the same reason why music that's too out there sounds bad. Because you want something that's familiar enough that you can like love it, but also changed a little bit that gives it a new spice of life. You yeah. know what I mean? Where if you have like for example a song which is just like a bunch of like different like sounds and notes where it's like that doesn't sound good at all. Yeah. But if you have it's a not what you're used to. But if you have the same old song that you've heard like a million times, you're bored of it. So you need the same thing. But that's a little bit different. You need the same old song, but remix. So it has like a couple different notes in there. But sometimes that's really good. What? Like a like a song that you like that's remixed to be even better. That's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the sweet spot. But as soon as you venture too far out of that, that's the uncanny yeah, valley. The, 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 yeah, right, that's when right, you give the bare teeth. You know what I mean? So you don't want to give a person like like very obscure features, and they're not going to survive in the gene pool like that. Yeah. Because no one's going to fuck with them. Literally. That is weird. Maybe I wonder if it was like totally skeptical here, mm -hmm. but I wonder if it was back when there was essentially different versions of Homo sapiens, uh, like Homo, I don't know. Erectus. The, yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I was going to say. I don't know if they existed at the same time. Mm -hmm. Or Neanderthals. Like, I wonder if there was basically like a clash between all of them and it was like they all looked human, but they weren't. Yeah, I think the reason why, are you asking why they didn't survive? Yeah. Okay, so the reason, I, I read Sapiens, this is based on that book. The reason they didn't survive is because their brain wasn't adept enough to use things like tools. Yeah. The way that we could. But they still could have been. Do you think there was a time in evolutionary period where they were, it was predators and prey between Homo sapiens and, say, Neanderthals? Yeah, like, there's theories that say, like, we, we enslaved them, and that's why, like, some people look more like Neanderthals than others. Yeah. There's, like, cross-species, like, shit going on there. But at the end of the day, like, we're all Homo sapiens. Like, the large four brain animals that yeah. we are today and i think it's because of that large four brain that advanced planning communication skills that we survived over just the brutes yeah you know what i thought um i was talking about i was reading about it today because i was looking up um nuclear test footage mm. really interesting to see and it was a guy talking about world war four mm. will be fought with with like sticks and stones mm. yeah so World War Three nuclear, World yeah. War Six and stones. Wow. Yeah, I think that's why Elon Musk wants to go to Mars because, like, if there was a nuclear fallout, like that would be like at least like what fifty to hundred years. Do you think that years? guy actually wants to go to Mars, or do you think he's doing it for government contracts and defense? I don't think it's selfish. Um, I don't think going to Mars is the only goal. No, I, I think it does advance this, this human species. Though, can't complain. No, you can't complain. Yeah. But there's definitely a uh, a backseat mindset to what he actually wants to like accomplish. Like an ulterior motive? There. Yeah. Mm. The and technology that he, basically the technology that he creates to do that is viable for so many other things. Yeah? Most of them military. 
Yeah. Well, when you think about it, like most of what we use on a daily basis, I'm going to say most, but like a good amount of cool stuff is from space research from like NASA and all that. Yeah. Like when it comes to like uh, satellites, I think it was like microwaves and even stuff like that too. Is like they microwave was invented to heat up frozen animals. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, We we talked talked about about that. that. We did talk (laughs) about that. But there is a lot of um, inventions that actually just came from like NASA research and all that. Most of the, and they talked about this, uh, they kind of alluded to this in Eternals, the new Marvel movie. I watched that yesterday. Nope. There's no spoilers here, but essentially the biggest advancements in human technology come from war. Hmm. Think why is that? It. Yeah, why is that? Because it, it's the only time where you're basically demanding the greatest knowledge for weaponry yeah. to defeat your opponent. Do you think like do you think we'd have the technology we have today if there was no World War One or it two? It really gets people off their asses yeah. to think. You yeah. know what I mean? Think about all the things that were invented for war that are now used for daily basis. So is that because what came what came first, the nuclear bomb or the nuclear power plant? Did the bomb come first? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Is that because did fear? We, yeah. Did we make V two rockets to bomb other people, or did we go to space first? Were we launching satellites first? Oh, probably the rockets. We made the rockets. Wow. We made the V two rockets to kill other people. So, is that because fear is a greater motivator than financial gain? I wouldn't say fear. I would say well, greed think about it. for power. Hmm. If someone else is going to build a nuclear bomb before you, that scares the shit out of you. So you have to. That's fear, right? You yeah. Have to build them before them. Yeah, you're right. I see what you're saying. Because in the in the stock market, they always say fear is like a greater motivator than the possible the game. fear of losing. Yeah, fear of yeah. losing, right? Yeah. So interesting concept. Yeah. So I don't know how you can leverage that in your life. Go to war. I mean, I don't know. Go to war with the bad version of yourself. There it is. Yeah. I think that's what um, Memento Mori has to do with, right? It's like the fear of one day you're not going to be here to might even be tomorrow you know what i mean so it's like always keep that thought in your mind of death so it's like you have that kick in your ass to go do something amazing with your life i feel like i have the wrong mindset for that because i'm i'm the that's ah, if it's my time you're why so complacent like bro I, that's what i mean i'm just i'm just like ready to move on essentially but i feel like that's mm. the wrong mindset yeah, but it it's like if i'm put in like a situation that should be dangerous or can be like considered dangerous it's like if it's my time it's my time wow. i feel like that's just the wrong mindset to have yeah Probably. (laughs) But you know what? The nice thing about that is, is it keeps you um, at like a low resting heart rate (laughs) most of the time, even though you said you have a high resting heart rate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, in in sense, like, like when I tell my parents that I was like going, I was going bungee jumping. They're like, what if the rope snaps? If that's my time, that's my time. Like, there's no, if there's nothing, it's, I like, I say it like that, but I mean it that if, if something like that happens, then there was literally nothing I could do about it anyways. Mm. So why would I stress about something that I couldn't control? Yeah. Cause you don't want to be a ball of stress. Exactly. I mean? exactly. Take ashwagandha. Don't be a ball of stress. I, d- I do. I've actually been like, <laughs> I've actually been like not taking it as much. Good, good. But you know what I have? I've been trying to like self-study this. You know how I talked about how long it takes me to fall asleep? Mm-hmm. I am 100% at least falling asleep 50% faster. With the ashwagandha. I wouldn't say with the ashwagandha, but just in general. Oh, I wonder why. I think I just have like a lot less stress on my mind. I think I'm just in a lot like better position than I was like a couple months ago. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. Sleep is huge. So if you're losing a couple... And I'm getting a lot... It's I don't know. So there's two There's two factors to this. Yeah. One, because I'm getting a lot less sleep than I was a couple months ago. Okay, so anything's better not, now. And I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining about that. 
And two, just because I'm just mentally in a better position than I was like months ago. I don't have oh. as many things like racing through my mind. I don't have as many like things to stress about, like thinking about. So you're getting more sleep now or less? Oh, I'm getting less sleep. Okay. <laughs> you fall asleep faster <laughs> because you're more tired. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's, there's the devil's advocate of that coin where is, am I falling asleep faster because I'm just like, I don't feel like more tired all the time or that I'm losing out on all of the sleep. Yeah. But I'm falling asleep faster. Wow. So is it because I'm just sleeping less? Yeah. I would say on average, like compared to like two months, like I was compared to like, uh, like August and September, I was getting a lot of sleep. Like I was like going to mm-hmm. bed at like nine, like normally it's like probably compared to now I'm probably getting on average seven to eight hours less sleep per week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Yeah. Per week. So that's like an, an hour less a day. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Because I used to go to bed at nine, mm-hmm. like nine, 10 o'clock, like pretty religiously. And now I'm going to bed at like 10, 11, 12, 2. Yeah, <laughs> man. My sleep schedule has been weird. Uh, and this is me with the sleep knowledge of how oh, it's so powerful. It's like medicine and it's like really good for your brain and body and all that. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, like 9.30, like 10 at the latest. I'll be reading like this red light, like no no blue light emitting devices. I'm super like cold room with no electronics in it, bro. I'm like super religious about my sleep get nice like eight, eight and a half hours every night with maybe like a quick nap in the day. And then you have nights like last night where I'm up to like 340 and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's after like such a really good sleep schedule. I just completely, sh- well, I didn't get to the club till 11. So what am I going to do? Like, just I just get like, like go home? literally like weeks in a row where mm-hmm. it's just like, it just doesn't line up for me. So oh, it's like, th- like this week just didn't line up for me. So it's like, it's like Wednesday, go to work. I'm like, stay, I'm like later than usual. Thursday is my late night. I'm at work late, so I can't go to sleep early. Mm-hmm. Friday night, I stay late again. So it's like, I get back at like, uh, like 10, 30, 11. So I'm not getting much sleep. Then I got to be up at work. Then I have to be up early on Saturday. Cause I'm going, I went up to London on Saturday, see my girlfriend. Yeah. And then. I get back late at night and then I have to be up this morning at nine to see the the F1 race. Oh, and now wow. it's like, now it's like, I'm basically like caught up and I got to go back to work tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think the most important thing, it, which is the, honestly the hardest thing to do is to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day because your, our lives are so like unpredictable in that sense. I know if you can have a rhythm like that. And honestly, I could do it if I had like a nine to five, uh, nine to five instead of an eight to five. I, I hope in the next month or two you get, a very nice rhythm. She said, I don't think your posture is better. Oh. I guess that's indicative that she knows that my posture sucks. <laughs> well, I hope she uh, notices and she goes, oh man, your posture actually is better. Never pass up an opportunity to do the right thing. I know, super cliche. Shane, what are you doing? But when life gives you a decision to make the world a better place, take it and people will look up to you for the things that you do. And do is in all caps with an underline. Because, for example, if I'm talking like, Oh, you have to be selfish with your sleep on the last episode. I'm sitting here like, yeah, bro, I was up till like past three last night. Like, I'm a dumbass, right? Yeah, but I know. that's why people look up to you for the things that you do. And I do have like my shortcomings coming into these rules. Like, it's hard to be perfect right off the bat. But if you guide, if you use this as a guide for your life and it'll point you in the right direction, generally everything will start to improve. Yeah. Brain, body, sleep, everything. Oh, I feel like a goof now. Jason was telling me that um, I have two Jasons in my life and they both listen to the podcast and I feel like they're super confused whether I mean one or the other. Hmm. So Jason was telling me about how like how you get through to him so much and how much he's like trying to change hmm. and he, he said he's adopted a new strategy which oh. I don't think is probably it's probably not like the best but he flosses his teeth while he drives now. 
Oh, yeah. wow. I was like, I was like, really good habit. Probably not the best time to be doing it though. Yeah. I don't know. It's a thought that counts. I was um, doing leg raises. I do leg raises in the car while yeah. I'm driving out to London oh, now. You awesome. do that. I tested a Snapchat of me doing that because you were yeah. doing it too. I was doing that today too. And honestly, I don't feel like it impairs my driving at all. Because when I do it, I have both hands on the wheel, which is generally better than just having one hand on the wheel like I normally do. Yeah. And then I'm like more focused on like straight ahead of me. So I don't know. There, I see people that'll like put their cruise control on and then cross their legs. I'm like, bro, what are yeah, you Yeah, their legs doing? are up on the seat, right? <laughs> I know. And then like, they have what like are you doing? two fingers on the wheel. I'm like, bro, oh, oh my gosh, know, are you even know, driving right now? It's, it makes me cringe. If you do that, like just stop it. I know, yeah. I know I'm not a good driving example for how I drive, but like at yeah. like at least I always have a hand on the no, I don't, don't even always have a hand on the wheel. No. I always have my feet near the pedals, but that's because I drive a standard <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're digging yourself a hole here. But do you agree with me that like it's not actually a super bad thing to be doing leg raises in the car? Like I feel like I'm a good driver. Yeah, it's because when... your legs are essentially always active to like immediately stomp down on the pedal. Oh, if needed. I, I could stomp on that pedal with force. You know I know, I, mean? I know. Like you're ready. You're literally yeah. revving up for it. <laughs> and it's it's like I'm falling asleep either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like I'm like oh I'm dozing off. Like I'm doing fucking leg raises. My mind's in the zone. It's you good exercise. I mean? It's good exercise. Yeah. So what is the last time that you, um, can you read that again? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you the last. Never, never miss an opportunity to. To do the right thing. To do, yeah. What's it, the last time that you missed an opportunity to do the right thing? I had an uh, opportunity to recommend the podcast to my buddy, Paul. He got uh, let go of his job uh, as they're doing like renovations and all that. So he basically got like. Uh, temporarily fired and they're going to rehire once they finish the renovations. Yeah. And so he's at like kind of this weird point in his life where I'm assuming like you lose like your sense of like pride and your habits and all this because yeah. you're just like, okay, go home. Like we don't need you. It's like, well, fuck me, right? And yeah. then it's like, I, I've been in that situation before and I felt like super, oh shit, what do I do? And so I missed the opportunity to go like, hey man, I've been there before. If you ever I started working on my body just because he went to the gym a lot. Like I started working on my body and then I started working on my mind, the people yeah. around me. And then I find like cool ways to make money and like all this cool shit. Like I, I was going to basically lean him in the right direction. So he didn't go down like this depressive hole for like the next couple months where he doesn't have a job. Like, oh, I'm sad. All I do is work out and feel sorry for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I missed an opportunity to like a recommend the podcast or at least like talk about how he feels about it, which I don't know. Sometimes, so this is actually a big benefit of journaling, is I've only done this once, but it actually helped. Writing down what you could have said in a situation. It's almost like a post-game analysis. Oh, I you see know what, what you I mean. mean. Yeah, you know when you like have an argument and like two days later, you're like, fuck, I could have said this instead. I think that's how you could use it for like the most cynical reason possible. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it was in the sense of like, oh man, I could have told this guy this and it would have like gave him like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of like, oh yeah. shit, someone's been here before. This is how they came out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I... Um, I think about so I think about that. So I don't use it purely for an argument basis, but sometimes I think like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've given you the weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I will think, like, like pass to a scenario, like, oh, like, I could have said this or I should have said this to, like, give somebody, like, some extra support to make them feel good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's like, uh, it's like in the time you just don't think about it. But then, like, later in the situation, you're like, oh, that probably would have, like, hit really good for them at that time. Yeah. And then you improve on the situation. So you don't just feel like, oh, shit, I should have done that. And you just feel salty. It's like you're actually writing down, like, next time you're in a situation, do this. Yeah. I got a journal. Like, I start doing it every day. I kind of only do it when, like, something either interesting happens or, like, I guess I'm, like, 
upset, and I feel like I just need to like write stuff down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tubal, you're happy too. It's a good good. That's one of that's the problem. That's when I I talked about this how before how the problem I had with journaling is I think I thought that I would just only put negative things inside of it. Yep. And what I'm finding is that like I'm only writing in the journal because I need to just like get stuff out of my head. Yeah. But at least I finish it with like things that I am grateful for. That's it. I just don't write the words down. I just write bullet points and then I just write like the sentence. The full paragraph on like why you're miserable and like a last bullet, but this is nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, so that tells you when you're journaling why things are good for you as well as why things are bad for you and then you realize okay this makes me happy and then oh this makes me sad yeah you know what i mean so it gives you two polarizing views on life i'm very cautious to um talk to people when i'm in like a very tired state i was almost gonna call it off tonight because like i said i went to bed very late last night yeah and i'm like ah i don't know if i'm gonna be able to deliver i wanted to today because if we didn't today i would probably not till like be able to until like wednesday or friday and that would still be ifs yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wanted to make sure, A, we got one done today, even though, like, I I don't know, having, like, a, a nice cold shower or eating actually, like, wakes you up a little bit. But yeah. fuck, man, I was tired. I was almost to be like, I can't You were ready it. to go to bed. You are watching Arcane, just ready to just snooze it. I know, bro. This happens. I only fall into bad habits nowadays when I don't get sleep. Like, yeah. I can overcome pretty much any, like, sense of laziness, but fuck, if I don't get my sleep, bro, I just become an absolute just heathen shane do you have a new um inspirational quote to hit the audience with to start the music Mm. you can take your time to think about it but i know jason and dylan specifically want to hear it you have the right and the responsibility to hang out with the people that bring out the best part of you i know we already talked about this but i feel like that's the most necessary point because people can literally drive you fucking mad yeah to the point where like you have to get shit done and there's something in front of you that you're working on but your mind is taken out of that and you're just like focused on like some stupid thought about someone it's like forget them man yeah or it could conversely be like the manic side where it's like i am so happy and you're just like dancing through the day so you want to surround yourself with the people that make you want to get up and just do your best you know what i mean yeah it's it's your responsibility to put yourself in a good environment Mm-hmm. You can't just like sit around and hope that the people that are around you are good enough for yeah. you. Yeah. You got to build that for yourself. Exactly, brother. You have the right and the responsibility to do that for yourself because those are going to be like the, it, you, you've seen Formula One cars draft, right? Yeah. Like how one gets behind the other and it just hauls ass yeah. because there's no resistance, right? So you can basically draft off people and good behaviors in your life. Like even people listening to the podcast, right? There's like, oh, these are some good behaviors. They're almost like drafting off of it, making it so the path of least resistance is also the path that's gonna take them in the right direction. Let me play devil's advocate on this. Sure. So say you're coming up on the race line, mm-hmm. up to your buddy, the guy that you look up to, mm-hmm. and you can pull into his racing line and draft this guy yeah. to get that speed. What if you're? What if you just want to do it yourself? Why? Why you're asking yourself? Why am I not fast enough to pass this person on my own? Because you're saving gas. At the end of the day, you're using less energy to get to the same place, if not better. So, you shouldn't think less of yourself because you need that extra push. Yeah. If you okay, so let's say I needed to figure out how to three D print something. Am I just gonna like slam my face on the keyboard for five hours? It's like trying to figure out how to do it or am i gonna watch a 10 minute youtube video some for someone who drafted the way for me and i'll just easily learn how to do it you yeah. know what i mean so it's like 
asking for help isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's the right thing to do yeah. if you need it. Yeah. There's, you more, know there's I mean? more like Formula One stuff that they'll talk about this too. And they'll, it's especially happens when like, say you're in like third place mm-hmm. and the two people in front of you crashed out and then they're out. Now you win. They'll be, they'll be like, do you feel like you deserve that win? Yeah. Winning is winning. It doesn't matter how you do it. Hmm. If you want to finish first, first, you have to finish. Mm. You got to focus on getting to the end of the line. Yeah. Not like literally, but like you got to focus on your goal and you got to hit it. But it's also okay to not hit your goals. Wow. Okay. One more point and then we're going to finish this up. Okay. What do you feel like your biggest strength is in a relationship? And what do you think your ultimate kryptonite is? Because you're in a, a recent relationship, let's talk about that. Okay. What do you think your biggest kryptonite is? Like your worst hab, like um, trait, and then your best trait. Let's hear it. Okay, my definite um, kryptonite, my worst trait is, which I'm really trying to work on, and it's, I'll just, I'll just say something, and it's mostly like stupid. Mm. Like I'll just like immediately say something that's just like stupid. It'll just like come off bad or like rude or just like insensitive because I'm just like immediately like I'm trying to like fill that gap of like not answering to like immediately throw a joke in. Yeah. So it's like I'm really trying to like shut that down and just say what I'm supposed to say, say what I should say. And it's not in a sense like how we talked about before how how it's like is it wrong to consider that you're you're constructing your answers to fit the person that you're with? No, I'm just trying to be a better person Mm -hmm. by constructing my answers to be good, to be positive instead of just immediately just making like some dumbass (laughs) remark. Oh my gosh, David, I gotta tell you this, man. Because I literally, I literally check. I'm pulling up my phone to this, but. Say less. <laughs> there, there we go. I, I changed my back to say to say less because God knows I fucking need to say less, Habibi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, Feature, I, tune in next episode. It's just gonna be eighty five percent Shane and then me going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say less. <laughs> okay, but do you want to hear an awesome analogy? And I actually just thought of this the other day. So, yeah. continually talking isn't necessarily communication. Continually right, talking right, right. isn't necessarily me because I have the people around me who literally just blabber some shit out, and I'm sitting there because I'm I like to think of myself as like a listener who like actually like hears and like processes what people say so I can change my attitudes and behaviors. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck? What does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> What, what did you just say? Like, if I had a mirror and I could, like, point it at themselves and, like, repeat that for me and tell me what it means, they'd be like, oh. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> why would you say it then? You know what? You're just wasting energy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like an inefficient engine, like, pop, 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 It's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, this is going to go around in, like, a weird way, but when you hear a really good song, so, for example, it has, like, a beat and rhythm and it has, like, background instruments. And you're just like, oh, man. And the vocals come in. Wah, wah, and you're, like, you're bopping your head to it. This sounds good. Yeah. It was the combination, the pre-thought out, the mastering of the song that made it. So, when you hear it, it just jived with you. Yeah. That sounds really good. Versus random noise. Imagine static on the radio. Shh. You're like, shut that shit off. You don't want to hear another second of it. As soon yeah. as it turns on, you immediately want to turn it off, right? So, Instead of just blasting static out the radio, when you actually think of what you're going to say, hmm, how is this person going to react? What's the message I want to get across to this person? Yeah. How should I say it to get that done? You are basically orchestrating the song 
that's going to change the way they think, which is a fucking powerful tool. And no one should exploit that unless it's in a good way. Yeah. Because if I'm saying to you, yeah, man, join this pyramid scheme. It was so good. But I have this nicely like silver tongue devil, like beautifully uh, done script for that. Like that could be very powerful in a negative way. Right. So like understand that what you say and how you say it has a profound effect on what the listener actually perceives. But that's only if you talk once the person trusts you and fully understands that you're going for their best interests. Yeah. So, for example, if you just meet somebody and they're like a complete narcissist and they don't even give you a second to say anything, like even your name, and yeah. they're just like, blah, 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 look at this, blah, 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 look at this. Blah, you know that they don't have your best interests in mind. Yeah. But before they even introduce themselves and they're like listening to you and your life story and asking you like really deep and valuable questions, they're like, holy shit, like they've let me talk for 20 minutes now and I haven't even asked how they are. You know what I mean? Like this guy must really care about me. So the first thing that I say after 20 minutes, you're going to be like, what is it? Yeah, (laughs) You know what I mean? Hanging on. Please say something. I know. And then you're so interested in what I have to say because I've been listening the whole time. I'm a bad example on the podcast because I feel like I talk like, uh, especially on this one more than you, but it's because I'm hyped up on sleep deprivation. Yeah. I'm not in all my senses, but um, definitely use that tool, man. Say less. What do you think your kryptonite is in a relationship? Romantical Ooh. relationship. I'll s- do you want to just cut to the point where you cut it out? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how the cuts always end with us laughing at the end. Because it's yeah. like... <laughs> Because, like, you finish saying it, and then we're just like, we have that look. It's like, that's not making it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I think my most positive trait would be not to suck my own dick here. Or oh, anything, now you go for positive. I <laughs> <a> negative one. <laughs> it's like a good tailwind. You know what I mean? Like I like to have the people around me to have their best interests in mind and find the ways that they can improve and help them improve it. You know what I mean? Like if I see, for example, your sleep is really shit or like my one friend, their diet's like really shit. It's like, okay, well, like I can at least take you and like make you a really good meal and be like, oh man, like healthy food can actually taste fucking bomb. Or yeah. like, oh, I realize if I get that extra nap for 20 minutes, I can just breeze through the rest of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I think my good trait would be a positive tailwind. The bad trait, if it's not beeped out. <laughs> um, just edit this one like right away so that you don't have time to think about what you're going to say. <laughs> so you just, like, just post. <laughs> you want me to think of the, the negative trait? Still? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Let me let me uh let me process this. I asked the question, I didn't even have a good answer. What do you think your positive trait is? I don't know. I was gonna say it's hard to think of a positive trait because that's more defined by somebody on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard for you okay, to say that you're I can't good think at of my negative trait. You can't think of your positive trait. Let's let's trade off here, okay? okay. I think your positive trait. You can't hear that. No, 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 no. It, it, should, it should mean a lot to you that I'm actually thinking about it and I'm not going to say like, oh, you're a cool guy like hanging around you. Something fucking If you said something, something so superficial like that, yeah. I'd be like, bro, just cut that out. I, see, that's that's why I actually want to think about it. And you think about it too for a second. Okay. okay, what's, okay. what's my worst quality? So what's I'm thinking of your negative quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Fuck me, right? I think your most positive personality trait is that you have very strong character. Like you have a strong sense of who you are and what you want to be and any direction you want to go to, you feel like you're going to be able to pave the way. You're a reliable person. And there's not too many people around that have that kind of integrity in this world anymore. You know, people that are like, oh yeah, I'll do this. And they're just all fucking talk. I feel like 
if you say you're going to be here at a certain time or if you're going to do something, you're the man that's going to come through with it. Like you're not going to bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having those people around me that have integrity boosts the integrity of the whole group because it's like, okay, we don't fuck around here. That's very sweet of you to say, Shane. Yeah. I, I thought about terrible. it a lot. I feel terrible <laughs> Time now to roast me. That I have to pick <laughs> a negative trait. That I have to pick a negative trait now. Yeah, let's hear it. I, but the thing is, I'm all for improving, so I, I can't wait to hear it. So we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this before we started the podcast. I think that you, you don't value commitment as much as you do complacency. What do you mean by that? So you you kind of adopt that the ability to be complacent is like it it's it's like a positive like you can be ready to move on mm-hmm. like you you you've you're always ready to just go to the next thing yeah but because of that you're missing out on potential commitment to certain things like you have like put it this way not even relationship wise but with all like the hobbies and new things that you start mm-hmm. so like you have all this you have all this like drive and like mindset to start all these new things mm-hmm but at the same time, you're, you're just ready to drop them out of hat and start another one. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like some of that comes over into relationships where you're so ready to, to jump in and start one, but you're not ready to hold on to one. Yeah. I know I, that's, that's not very indicative of your current, but. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And I'm not is, saying you don't put effort in for commitment, but. Yeah. In relation to like hobbies and work, for example, like I really want to find what sparks a passion in me and I know when I'm getting closer. You yeah. know when people say like, oh, you're getting warmer, you're getting oh, cold, you're getting warmer. My sister, for example, says, oh my gosh, Shane, you should be an ultrasound tech. You can travel to UK and London. You can make $70 an hour just scanning hearts. They'll pay for your room and board. I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds like the best gig ever. Yeah. But then I thought of myself like, that's that's cold, cold, colder, coldest. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I'm not the type of guy who's going to sit there in complete silence for an hour and just look at the screen and like very analytical. I'm a social guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to talk to people and relate to people. And that would be like, yeah, the money's good. The travel's awesome. But, but is, is that, that me? Is that, is that what's going to make you yeah, passionate, so it's like, you know? But I wouldn't know that unless I tried sales jobs. You yeah. know what I mean? I thought, oh, this is something I really fucking love. I love hanging out with people. I love talking to people and relating to people. But if I only tried an ultrasound technician, this is all I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So by trying several things, by sampling the whole buffet, I get a taste for what I do like. And you don't have to sample the whole buffet. You can just try like four macros and be like, okay, well, I like this more than everything else. So I'm going to hone in. What's the best of this I can get? Yeah. That really lights me up. You know what I mean? I feel like the people that are really salty with their life at the end of their life are the people that just took the first offer they had and just stuck out with it. And then yeah. they're like, ah, well, I probably could have done a million other things, but I did this and this is fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are so we, there, there's a method to the madness. There is a method to the madness. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You just said it's a bad thing. <laughs> Actually, like my most negative you're trait. Right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> when, okay, let me clarify. When you put when you put it on a sense of relationships, yep. it sounds like a bad thing. But when you put it in the sense of widening widening your variety of life experience, it's one of the best things you can have. Oh, for sure. And I know what you mean by that because, like, in a relationship, you're bringing morals into the equation. People's yeah. feelings could get e- fucked up, exactly. right? Exactly. So it's like it's such a good quality that you have outside of relationships. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that mindset can poison your relationships. I'm playing devil's advocate here. So it can be a, a negative quality in terms of relationships, but think of it as the biggest investment decision you're ever going to make in your entire life. 
most businesses last on the stock market for under 12 years. Yeah. So if you invest in a company in 12 years, chances are... It I've might never have... had a 12-year relationship, so... That's what I'm saying. Obviously, I shouldn't be an investor either. Well, the thing is, it's that you get, like... I know we've talked about marriage and something. Yeah. But if that's going to last, like, 30-plus years, that's a huge fucking investment, right? Oh, God, I'm going to get flipped on my head here. <laughs> so would you not want to sample the buffet to know what you actually like before making the biggest investment decision of your entire life? Of over 30 plus years, including kids, which are essentially just an infinite investment till the day you fucking die with that person. Hmm. That is weird. Oh, man. So I'm going to take morals out of the equation and be a little selfish with this one, but say, mm, I'm going to try sample in the buffet before I make that decision. You know oh, I, mean? yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, though, because once you have emotions, once you feel something with someone, you say, oh, man, I don't want to give it up. But you got to separate lust from love. And whenever there's a new fancy shiny object in front of you, you're going to be like, holy shit, that's so cool. And you don't even notice that the object is actually dull after about two to three years. You yeah. notice a big drop in relationships after the three-year mark. What do you mean? Um, so it's, it's up to three years. Generally, if they last past three years, they go on for a very long time. Yeah. But that's oh, when okay, it loses okay, yeah, its I novelty. What, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Is that if a relationship lasts further than three years, then you guys are, like, you guys are probably good. But yeah. If it lasts, but you don't Most really break see, up yeah, before yeah, the three. Yeah. Yeah. That's because it loses its luster, right? Yeah, you're right. And that's kind of sketchy, too. That's why I have like a, a sort of a game plan for what exactly I'm looking for based on what I've known in the past. You know, I don't want a fucking psychopath in my life or someone who doesn't align with my values. Yeah. So that's, it's the investment decision, right? It's like you're scoping out a company. I want like a positive yield. How much dividends does it pay? You know what I mean? So it's like, you're looking at it almost analytically in that sense, which completely takes your emotions out of the equation. You got to find someone where the honeymoon phase doesn't end, you know? That's exactly what it is. And I'm yeah. so envious of my sister because... She's like the exception to the mean or the exception to the rule. I should say it's fucked. She is still has in such, the honeymoon phase. She has such a good relationship. Yeah, it's been like six years or something like that, or more maybe. I don't know. That is crazy. Me and Jason have talked about that because me and Jason are are both like, not not the not you, Jason, the other Jason. And <laughs> They're like, but is he talking to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Oh, okay. So so the one Jason in a long term relationship, very happy together. I would never question anything about them. And then the other Jason, both me and this other Jason, both recently in new relationships. And it's like we, we've talked about how like new of a feeling it is to us because we are just like just out of these like long term relationships where everything was just dull. Mm -hmm. And now we're in these like new shiny relationships where everything's great. Yeah. And we're like talking to each other. We're like, man, like it just feels so good. Like I hope like like everyone knows what we mean when we say the honeymoon phase. But we're like talking about it's like, man, like I hope this honeymoon phase like doesn't end. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know how you milk that? Milk the honeymoon phase? Yeah. And how you create in infinite levels of dopamine and serotonin that don't run out. Tell me. Not that I'm in any fear of losing it yet, but. But you want to sustain. Think about Obviously okay. I do. Okay. Think this is going to sound fucking evil. Oh, I okay. love oh, it. Jesus Christ. I love it. So. Hey, at least stop listening. <laughs> this is the biohacking nature of your brain in relationships. They know that love sparks the same sense of feeling as a cocaine addiction. Same receptors in the dopamine circuits as drugs. Also, when you go to a casino, same dopamine systems okay. light up, right? Okay. How does a casino, casino get you there for way longer than you intend to be there? They have no windows and no clocks on the walls. That, that's not a good viable relationship strategy. 
<laughs> they they randomize the reward schedule. Every time you hang out with your girl, it's like a reward. Oh my gosh, this yeah. is so much fun. This feels so good. I love this. Yeah. But it's so predictable. You tell me I gotta make it. I just gotta like make I'm gonna see her tomorrow. I just gotta make it suck. <laughs> so no. the next time it's great. Don't see her at all. Oh fuck, something came up. Oh no, oh my god, bro. I'm being dead serious. Have a very busy life to the point where you can only see your girl like maybe twice a week, maybe once a week. Okay, we're already at that. We only see each other like twice a week. Okay, well, make it once. Maybe. Oh make, my god, bro. <laughs> may, may, maybe make it. Maybe make it four times a week. Maybe make it once. Maybe make it none at all. Oh fuck, I haven't seen you at all this week. You know what I mean? That would it's, suck, though. It would suck, right? And yeah, have, that would suck, bro. Why is that advice? Because you get the jackpot every couple spins. Oh, man. But it can't be so predictable that every time I text Steven, always oh, he's on his way. Every time I text Steven, always oh, on his way. Because then it's just fucking stale. You know what I mean? You, I, I know what you mean, but I like, I, I'm just like rejecting it. Do you want the honeymoon phase to last forever or not? Yeah. Then what you have to do is pace your rewards. You can't have dessert before your dinner. <laughs> Find hobbies, have a fully fulfilled life on your own, and then anything on top of that's just a cherry on top. If you're looking for this person for your only sense of pleasure, I know you're not looking at me, but you're hearing me through the headphones. I know, <laughs> I'm speaking I to your soul on this one. I was going to say that. It feels so weird. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I got the thousand yard stare to the ceiling right now because I'm just like visibly rejecting everything that you're saying right because now. Because you know it's true. Oh, no, I wouldn't say that, but... <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you say that's true? I get the concept. I just don't want to be part of it. You're living a chemical experience. Everything about you is a series of tubes. Oh, man. I'm, so, this, I'm changing. This is your worst quality. Literally. <laughs> everything about you is a set of tubes. Your brain is a tube. Your mouth is a tube. Everything about you is a tube. Throughout those tubes, there are certain chemicals that make you feel good and bad. When you see someone smile, you generally feel good. When you hang out with someone, you, when you hug somebody, you feel fucking amazing. If you hug somebody a thousand times, it's not going to be like the first time, is it? No. If you hug somebody at a random amount of times, once every 87 times, they get a hug. Oh, that feels good. Randomize your reward schedule and you will love that thing forever. I do that. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I'll I'll meet you somewhat. Not even in the middle. I'll meet you like ten percent of the way. You're rejecting this so much. I love it. <laughs> I'll meet you like ten percent of the way. Okay. Okay. So, I am not the person to just dish out compliments to somebody constantly. Good. Because I want that compliment to mean something. Good. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. So it's like if if I told you every single time that we recorded. Well, I mean, we kind of do. We're like, yeah, like, good episode. But if I was like, if every episode I was like, best episode ever, man. Like, that's definitely, that's, this is the one, you know? Yeah. You'd be like, that's sick of it. But if it was like one in 12 episodes when I was like, man, yeah. I really feel good about that episode. That was probably like one of the best ones. It yeah. means so much more. Yeah. It's true. So what are you doing by doing that? I'm randomizing the reward system. That's right. And it makes me feel fucking awesome. Fuck so. you. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, we're going to leave you guys with the key word. Wreath. That was, that was
that was not good. <laughs> but I mean, the next one might be even better. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> We're sitting here now. I'm just, I'm, you're standing in front of a wreath, man. Like, what do you want? Okay, okay. Well, with every bad reward, you also get a good reward. See, that's, that's what I'm doing. I got to make yeah. a shitty keyword. So that's cool. <laughs> to really drill on the point. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great night.